Well, how are we all? Good? Oh, you're looking good. Let me hear you sounding good. How are we all? Oh, you sound like you're on top of things. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord that we know that a shout changes things. Amen. And if you're visiting this morning, welcome to Millennial. Amen. We're just a bunch of people who love Jesus, and we make no apology for that. Amen. And I just believe it's time for the church to rise. Amen. And show our true colors. Amen. And so to speak, nail them to the cross. And But I want to speak to you about something today. We will receive the tithes and offerings at the end of service. That'll let me That'll let me know how good you think of my message today, but no. So you can go ahead and prepare your hearts for that, but this is something that, that I spent a lot of time on yesterday, and I haven't got much for you. <laughs> but what I have, I believe, is from the Lord. There's been a lot of thoughts swirling around inside of me, but when I say I haven't got a lot for you, I believe that the Lord has everything that you can handle. Amen. How many people receive that? Yes. And yes. I just believe we just need to open our hearts and open our ears and, and just hear. You know, I think we've become so perfected at hearing messages. You know, but the power is not really through what you hear. <laughs> the power is what you apply. Amen. And so it's like, you know, when Scripture says we've many teachers but not many fathers, I honestly believe it's it's really bringing into those, those days where, you know, you can listen to as many teachers as you can handle, you know, but, but those fathers, they're, they're going to they're gonna expect more. Amen. Amen. They're just not into just good messages. They're, they want to see results. Amen. And I want to see results. I want to I see what the Word is saying. Amen. And manifest it in our lives. And that we can truly walk in this. How many people believe you can truly walk in this? I mean, he, he means what he says, and he says what he means, and amen. So I'm just delighted to, to be part of your lives this morning. It's our greatest honor. Amen. So this might sound a little repetitious and maybe even a little different from me, for me, but I, I just believe truly this is the Lord. And I worked at this, and I went around about things, and then I said, Lord that's what you want to say, and, and it's kind of like, is that all we're going to say? And, but I really believe that what the Lord is trying to say to us today is, is, is that He doesn't want the importance of what's about to be said to be lost in lots of things. Yeah. How many people know we can lose the first 20 points by just keeping going? It just becomes, you know, absorbed in everything else. So, I'm going to read the Word a lot, just uh, for a couple of minutes, and uh, I want you to go to Matthew chapter 5, and then I want you to find in your Bibles, uh, it's not old-fashioned to still go in our Bibles, is it? Praise the Lord, and amen. If you've got a device, please go to, to it. I want you to see it, and uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people, they want me to put the Scriptures on the screens and things like that, and I'm happy to do that, but, but, but not at the expense of us not turning in our own Bibles in our own devices, amen, because then you go home with that. You know where that is, and it wasn't just something you read on our screens, amen. So we're just blessed that you're here today, amen. So Matthew 5, this is so very powerful. The verse that's going to stick out to you here is verse 5. I'd like you to go ahead and, you know, just train one of your eyes on that, and the other eye just work with me through the rest of the chapter, amen. Uh, <laughs> See, in the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he was seated, 
His disciples came to him, then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, blessed, happy to be envious and spiritually. I'm working out of the Amplify for the time being. Then he opened his mouth and taught them and saying, blessed, happy to be envied and spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions, are the poor in spirit, the humble, who rate themselves insignificant, for theirs is the kingdom. Now, that's a powerful voice, verse, and speaks with a very loud voice. Amen? It runs contrary to a lot of what we experience in today's world. Let's, let's take a look at the next verse, verse 4. Blessed and enviably happy, with the happiness produced by the experience of God's favor and especially conditioned by the revelation of His matchless grace are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. That's good news. Blessed, happy, blithesome, joyous, spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions, regardless of their outward conditions, are the meek, the mild, patient, long-suffering, for they shall inherit the earth. So this verse has really stood out to me. There's a lot of things that are going on externally. A lot of times we don't see what's going on in the hidden mind of the heart. A lot of times we're good at hiding what truly is going on. A lot of times we know we can look over into friends' lives and we can see that they're struggling with something. But you know, being faith people, you know, being people of the Word and all those different things, sometimes, you know, is that instead of lending a hand to help, you know, we'll kind of like, well, they just need to get on the Word more. But there is a time, yes, to be on the Word, but there is a time to lend a hand. I'm going to say that one more time. There is a time to get on the Word. I believe that. The Word is final authority. Say that with me. The Word is final authority. But then there is a time where we have to what? Reach out and help. In other words, shoulder someone that is not really able to walk themselves right now. The easiest thing in the world, the word, world to be would be just to look over and just say, guys, you need to get with it and get on the word. But you know, I've realized over 24 years of ministry is that sometimes that can come across so condemning and so judgmental. Maybe they've been in the word. Maybe they've been walking with the Lord. Maybe they've just been hit consecutively, blow after blow after blow. And you know what? They don't need the judgment of man. They need the love of the body. Free from judgment, free from condemnation. How am I doing? All right. So verse 5 again says this, blessed, happy, blithesome, joyous. I love that. Spiritually prosperous with life joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward conditions, are the meek, the mild, the patient, long-suffering, for they shall inherit the earth. You know, it really struck me that long-suffering is in there. But we don't like that 
because we want people to turn quickly. Get it fixed quickly. How, how many people know what I'm talking about? You've got an issue in your home, you want it fixed in three years. No. You want it fixed now. We had a light bulb out in Jeremy's closet, and Pastor Karn wouldn't let up on me <laughs> until I changed the light bulb. And they all made such a song and dance about light <laughs> in the closet after it. Unfortunately, because of my schedule, it took me three days to change the light bulb. And I could sense that her long suffering <laughs> was grinding to a screeching halt. So yesterday evening, when I heard it for the final time, do you think we could change that bulb now? I said, I'm going for the ladder. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I have long suffering. I shall inherit the earth. Look at verse 6. Blessed and fortunate and happy and spiritually prosperous in that state in which the born-again child of God enjoys his favor and salvation are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, uprightness and right standing with God, for they shall be completely satisfied. Isn't that beautiful? Now, I know that you're hearing a lot of people speaking about truth right now. The church seems to be the voice that is rallying, you know, for truth. But the church should always have been the voice that was rallying for truth. We love our motivational messages. We love, you know, the messages that make us, wow, this is amazing. I am whatever. And we go home and the, the effect of the sermon lasts about an hour. And we go back to our lives. You don't go back to my life. You go back to yours. But there's one thing about truth, that for it to be received from the church, it must be spoken in love. I'm going to say that again. It must be spoken in love. Truth on its own can literally do much damage to many that you're wanting to have a revelation. So instead of them receiving your truth, the truth, the way that you did it, has now reinforced the lie. I want you to say this, I'm coming back to love. Whether you want to live the way God has said for you to live is none of my business. I just have to love you anyway. That's the truth. Whether you want to walk by faith or not, that's none of my business. I am commanded to love you anyway. Whether I have to pray with you for 53 times 
And I think to myself, my God, man, what's wrong with you? After 53 times, you would think you would have got it by now. It's none of my business. This is a good word. We are not here to police the church. We're here to love it. We're not here to be the sheriff of each other's homes and each other's lives. We're here to love the hell out of each other. Because I don't know what you're up against, but I know that if it's anything like what I'm up against, then I know that you need all the help that you can get. And you do not need my judgment. You need my love. You don't need my words of condemnation. You need my words of love, of affirmation, that you're going to make it. I know, Pastor, I have people say to me, and look me in the eye, Pastor, I know that I've, I've, I'm letting you down. I said, you're not letting me down. The truth be known, you're letting yourself down, but, but you're not going to get that from me. When I fall, Scripture says, and Micah, I shall... Uh, okay, I'm going to try one more time. When I fall, I... One more time. When I... I shall, uh, come on, how many people's getting back up again? Amen. What we don't need is other believers watching us suspiciously. <laughs> how am I doing, Miss Pat? That's okay for this morning. Praise the Lord. Thank you. I don't need suspicion. Well, he's got it wrong four times before. But you don't know what I was up against four times before. Well, he's went back to drugs four times before, but you don't know what's taken him back to drugs four times. This may not be a flesh issue. This may be a demonic issue. And because you're trying to sort it with your judgment, the demons are staying. But if we sort this with love, we might get them free from demons. Come on, everybody. Shut it out. Who in the sun sets free? It's free. Oh, I don't like these crowd participation churches. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. He's asking me too much now. He's, he's asking me too much. Now, stick with me. Come on. It's early on a Sunday morning. You've gone one hour. At least you've made it this far. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wasn't that amazing praise and worship this morning? Praise God. Shut it out. I'm going to make it all the way. Amen. I'm going to make it even better without the condemnation, without the judgment, without everybody looking over the fence, seeing if I'm doing it right or whether I'm doing it wrong. It's frankly none of my business. You can live whatever way you want to live. I, I'm not here to send you to heaven, and I'm certainly not here to send you to hell. That is not my job. My job is to do what I do. Praise the Lord. Amen. And that is what? To love the Lord thy God with all my heart, with all my soul. And then what? To love people. This is a great message. Yes, because what we don't need after we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior is a, just a whole bunch of religion. Yes. Works. Living self-righteously. There's no one good but God. Oh, this is a great message. This is a great message. 
Now go over with me, please, to 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. This is where it's really going to get really good. Oh, I haven't really received anything good yet. Maybe because you don't want to. Because I've received so much out of this. You see, Tulsa's known all over the world as being the faith capital. But what would it be like if we were known as the love capital? What if we were known as the love capital? Because faith works by love. It's just not as a pastor just living in such a way that your just expectation is that everybody suck it up and get with it pronto. You are now saved, act like it. And that's how religion comes crashing in. So man conforms to the expectation of the church and is never transformed by the miracle transforming power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Shut it out, I'm going to make it. Come on, say it again, I'm going to make it. Now look at this in 2 Corinthians 4, please. It says this, Therefore, since we do hold and engage in the ministry by the mercy of God, granting us favors, benefits, and opportunities, and especially salvation, we do not get discouraged, spiritless, and despondent with fear, or become faint with weariness and exhaustion. This is a scripture that I personally have prayed for years over myself. Verse 2, we have renounced disgraceful ways, secret thoughts, feelings, desires, and underhandedness, the methods and arts that men hide through shame. We refuse to deal craftily, to practice trickery and cunning, or to adulterate or handle dishonesty, dishonestly the Word of God. But we state the truth openly, clearly, and candidly. And so we commend ourselves in the sight and presence of God to every man's conscience. You see, I am not your conscience. And I am not your Lord. I will go further. I'm not your Savior. I'm just simply your pastor. To love, to shield, to guide, to feed right? I'm not a celebrity. I'm not looking for a pillar to be placed on. I'm just simply wanting to see Christ manifested in your lives. I learned years ago that God is good and the devil is bad. And I've made it my goal all these years to see the goodness of God manifest in people's lives. Don't receive from me just as some celebrity. Receive from a pastor, the heart of a shepherd, one who's not looking to see whether you're doing good or whether you're doing wrong. 
but just simply is here as a shepherd, a pastor, to help, to teach, to lead. Some will follow, to see God's Word become manifested, and to see life turn for good so that we can walk on earth as it is in heaven. I know that that doesn't sit with some because we're so programmed and we're so used to another way. We want the show. We want the accolades. But it all comes at a cost. It all comes at a price. And usually we, as the people of God, pay it. God's love never fails. I declare over you, 23 is free. Amen. And we're getting free in 23. Amen. 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 But Christ is manifesting in our lives. Thank you, Amen. I don't need to try and change with everyone looking at me. Even in the mall, we have fitting rooms that you can change privately. Change is imminent. To anyone that puts their trust in Jesus, change is imminent. It is going to happen. We either do it happily, <laughs> I can see that that helped right there. We either do it, don't look to the left or the right. We either do this happily or it's going to be hard. But if you pray a simple prayer like, Lord, I give you permission to change me, then you have opened a box that will never again be shut because God can only do what His Word says He does. And He brings change. Verse 3, But even if our gospel be glad tidings, also be hidden, obscured, and covered up with a veil that hinders the knowledge of God, it is hidden only to those who are perishing and obscured only to those who are spiritually dying and veiled only to those who are lost. For the God of this world, are you ready? Verse 4, for the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers. Say, I'm glad that's not me. Minds, they should not discern the truth, preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves merely as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts so as to beam forth the light for the illumination of the knowledge of the majesty and the glory of God as it is manifest in the person and is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. Look at this in verse 7. However, we possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel in frail human vessels of earth. 
right? You say, what has this got to do with the Beatitudes? Everything. Everything. However, verse 7 says, we possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel and frail human vessels of earth, that the grandeur and exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not from ourselves. And that is my prayer in this church, that the power will be seen to be from God and not from the hype of a man. People's lives are changing. It is so evident. But it is not because of an expectation of a man. It is through and by the love of God. It may take you a little longer to adjust, but I want you in this place to receive the grace, the time to adjust. It may take you a little longer than someone else to adapt, but you know what? There is grace available for you to adapt. You may not be as quick as another person to get with it, but that's okay. There's nobody judging you. There's nobody looking at you saying, you know, you better get with it. How long are you saved now? I don't care if you're saved 40 years. Amen? Your 41st year can be the best year, your best year saved than what you've ever had. Come on, shut it out. The best is yet to come. How many people has ever had judgment from another believer? Let me see your hands. Look at your neighbor and say, it stops today. How many people has judged another believer? Don't put up your hands. Praise the Lord. Or we will have a prayer meeting that will take us through to this evening's service. I want you to say this. Love Love never never fails. fails. I don't know, Bob. Why can't you just get your life together? I mean, my God, man, you've been a millennial how many years? I mean, you think at Paul Brady's church, I mean, you would be just a super fly spiritual praying machine. What's wrong with you, Bob? We're all laughing, but that's how some feel. And quiet. Say this with me, no weapon weapon. formed against me shall prosper. Shut it out. I'm going to make it all the way. God is for me. How many people believe that right now? God is for me. Come on, say it again. God is for me. You know, there are people in this room, you can't even get baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues for fear of others. You're trying so hard to get baptized in the Holy Spirit that it's just a complete blockage to you. I say just relax. Enjoy the Lord. You're not trying to be like anybody else. He made you fearfully and wonderfully. And you were made in the image of Christ. There is none like you. There's not another fingerprint the same as you. You are whom God designed you to be. Stop trying to be someone else. Stop trying to be super spiritual. Stop trying to be what everybody else thinks you should be. Love life. Love the Lord. Love each other. Love every day. Love every morning. Love every afternoon. There should be no condemnation anywhere in sight. You should be getting up with joy in the morning. Amen. Not thinking about this, that, and the other thing. Amen. Shut it out. Joy comes in the morning. Say it again. Joy. Joy. Come.
comes in the morning. One more time. Joy comes in the morning. By the way, Bob, I think you're amazing. Come on. How many people think Bob's amazing? He is amazing. What weight of a glass pane fell on you? 2,300 pounds of a glass panel, several glass panels, fell on top of this man how many years ago? Four and a half. Stand up. Can you move? Can you walk? Should you walk? No. Should you be here? No. But he's a living testimony. Oh, you can do better than that. Now, he's a living testament. You're not leaving here anytime soon in the name of Jesus. And we're not here to condemn you. Listen, this is the wildest thing. I mean, I was working with the Lord last night. I mean, there are people that, that you're even embarrassed that anyone should ever know that you were not feeling well. Because of this faith thing. You can't even ask for help for fear that someone will judge you. You're not in the Word. I, I want to I I poke your eye out. I am in the Word. <laughs> but I don't know how this sniffle got on me. I don't know how this cough got on me. But I am working the Word. Don't you dare tell me to work the Word. I am working the Word. What I need right now is not your condemnation. What I need right now is not you thinking that I'm out of faith. What I need you to do right now is to join your faith to mine. Maybe this is the wrong message for this crowd. Or maybe this is the right message, wrong crowd. This is where I'm going. I, I'm not your sheriff. I'm not your police officer. I'm not. I, I know I had 14 years in the police force. I know that, but I, I'm telling you, I'm a lover. I want you to be happy in Jesus. I, I don't want to be coming around all the time and thinking, oh my God, Bob. Oh my God, Bob. Get it together, Bob. Oh my God, Bob. Why are you my Bob? <laughs> and Bob nervous hiding behind the door? Putting all the Bibles out on the coffee table that he's not reading. <laughs> Making sure there's a book, you know, by Brother Kenneth E. Hagan sitting at the side. You know, of his bed. When I come to pray for him, I haven't been able to get out of bed that I pastor. And I'm telling him, Brother Hagan's bed, is our, our book, is just sitting there ever so nicely beside the nightstand. You know, on the nightstand beside the lamp. Just to let me know. <laughs> no disrespect. Brother Kenneth E. Hagan walked in a revelation. His book is not going to do that for you unless you apply it and it becomes a revelation to you. Just to have the book just beautifully set at the right angle beside your lamp. 
Yes, thank you, Miss Andrell. <laughs> we'll keep you right there on that seat. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many people give me five more minutes? This is a good message. Shut it out. I'm going to make it. Come on, say it again. I'm going to make it. You know why you're going to make it? You're going to make it without all that baggage, without all that weight, with, without all that unrealistic expectation, without all of that wondering what people are thinking of me. Oh, you're sniffling, sister. Come on, we can, we can agree with you in the name of Jesus, but you don't have to feel bad about a sniffle. Well, I didn't come to church, Pastor, because you, know, you know I was limping. You know I, 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 I was kicked by a horse. And I'm telling you, Pastor, I don't know how it happened. I bind the spirit of calamity. I bind the spirit of accident. And I don't know. I'm telling you, the devil must have got in that horse. Something happened in the name of Jesus, but I got kicked by that horse. And I don't want you to think that my faith's not working, that I got kicked by the horse. This is an amazing message. I don't know why they died early. I don't know why, but you know what? I can spend all my time thinking about the one that died, and then more will die. Or I can spend all my time thinking about the people that are still alive and help people stay alive. There's, there's questions that you don't need to ask. Just keep going forward. Just keep loving people. Amen, my God. Thank God. Amen. Thank God. You better. I don't know, Pastor. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, I believe in John G. Lake, the bubonic plague. And I believe that if God could deal with the bubonic plague through John G. Lake, I'm, I'm telling you, COVID, COVID, I could deal with COVID, and I got COVID. <laughs> and some of you haven't recovered from the very fact that you did get it. And you're still living <laughs> under a condemnation that you actually got it. But you're still here. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. You're still here. You're alive. <laughs> I know this is a strange message, but it's a good message. Because I want to enjoy my walk with the Lord. I don't want spending time with God always having to be worked. My God, just 50 scriptures, 50 scriptures, 50 scriptures, 50 scriptures, 50 scriptures. I'm exhausted. I can't even sit down and have a cup of tea with the Lord. I come to your house, and we're going to just visit together. Amen. I'm looking forward to having time with Colin. And I just start going at you. You know Colin, 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 Colin. And Colin just sits there like. <laughs> Tried to ask me 12 times if I wanted a cup of coffee. But I'm just going. I got my 50 scriptures. I'm going. And then I just get up. Good to visit with you. I go home to Karen. I said, Man, I had the best visit with Colin. Well, what did Colin say? He didn't say anything. Why did he not say anything? Well, I mean, I was speaking. 
I was telling him everything that he already knows. Some of you will get that tomorrow. <laughs> I sat with Colin for 30 minutes telling him everything he knows. And I loved every minute of it. Anyway, let's keep going. I'm going to take that five minutes. Verse 4 says, For the God of this world is trying to blind you. I pray today that you get your eyes back in the name of Jesus. Now look at this in verse 8. We are hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. Now, if this was today in Tulsa, Oklahoma, this would be a negative confession. <laughs> Never mind having these words eternally recorded in the Holy Writ. This would be a negative confession. We are hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way. Thank God he brings in a but. But not cramped or crushed. We suffer embarrassments, and we are perplexed and unable to find a way out, but not driven to despair. Look at your neighbor and say, there's hope for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. We are pursued, persecuted, and hard-driven, but not deserted to stand alone. We are struck down to the ground, but never struck out and destroyed. Always carrying about. Now, wait a minute. What's this? Paul, steady on. Where is your victory speech? Always carrying about in the body and the liability and the exposure to the same putting to death that the Lord Jesus suffered so that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be shown forth. Now, this, will, this is not an American gospel. This doesn't work. But this does work. Because there's a lot of bad things happening to good people. And you're thinking you're doing a whole a lot of things wrong, but I can tell you, you're not doing anything wrong. You could actually be doing the opposite, doing a whole lot right. While we live in this world, we are always going to be opposed by certain things. Forces that we do not understand. I, for one, can testify that you will never know some of the things that I personally have gone through or my family. But I know this, that His grace is sufficient. That's right. There is a time to confess the Word, to stand, and when done all to stand, Ephesians 6. But there's also a time that you have to say, you know what? I need a little help here. So call enough, come today to visit because I need a little help. And I found in... Um, Psalm 118, that the Lord is among those who will help me. Now, what I don't need from you right now is your judgment. I know I'm your pastor, Colin, but what, I know that you've got information and knowledge in an area. And what I need is not your judgment. I don't need you just to say, get back in the Word. I need you to bring your knowledge. And now we begin to talk. Understanding is starting to flow. 
understanding is starting to come. And in the bonds of love, the answer that I need is becoming an actuality. You see, I may have prayed in secret, but now we have the revealing of the answer. You see, please don't always think that the Father, God, is just going to do what He wants to do in your life without the help of another person. God uses people. Come on, how many people receive this today? God uses people. And if you can't receive from people because of what people might think of you, then you will not receive so much that the Lord has for you. And there are many of you that have not received what the Lord has for you because you find it hard to receive from people. You want God to do it so that you can have a testimony that it was just you and God. But I don't care how God does it as long as we get it done. I'm going to say that again. I don't care how God does it as long as we get this done. We're in this for success, not for failure. In the name of Jesus. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, we're going to make it. In the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody. Shut it out. We are going to make it. What the enemy loves to do, worship team, if you would come back, please, and help me wrap this up. Anybody get in at the night of this today? Just a simple message. I'm not coming against, please. Please, sometimes when I minister like this, some people think I'm coming against the message of faith. Listen, I, I, I am not coming against anything. I love the message of faith. My spiritual father's brother Copeland. There's nothing in this coming against anything. What, what I'm coming against is the flesh that wants to work against it when love never fails. So the only failure that I can say that ever happens in my life is truly a love issue. Because if love doesn't fail, then he's not a respecter of persons, right? The judge lived by faith. Faith works by love. So I love this being known as a faith city, but I want it to be known as a love city too. That until the dawn breaks on your life, there's no judgment from me. Until you get the swimming pool in the backyard, you're still prosperous to me. You're not on the streets. You're still doing a whole lot better than somebody living under the, the highway. Just because you have the pool doesn't mean to say you're prosperous. You could be hateful in heart. I'm talking about total life prosperity. I'm talking about being able to love people regardless. Creed, color, class. Doesn't matter to me what you are. I love you, brother. It doesn't matter to me whether you come from south of 41st or north of 41st. I love you, brother. Now, a lot of people going to see the Jesus revolution. And I love that statement. There's room for everyone. I want millennial to be like that. Room for everyone.
everyone feeling loved. You know one of the top things that people sense when they come into this church? They say, we sense the love and the presence of the Lord. And it was the last thing Pastor Karn said. Let's back and verify it. The Brother Hagen ministered before he left for heaven. It was love. But you know, over this last period of time, I've been saying things like, it's time for us to enjoy life. I enjoy what I do, don't get me wrong, I love it. I love every aspect of it. But whether people think well of you or not, it doesn't matter. That doesn't give you permission to act ugly. It doesn't give you permission just to be a rascal for the sake of being a rascal. But whether you're lovable or not, I am commanded to love. I have $300 bills here in my pocket. They're my $300 bills. <laughs> One's very beautiful, it's very crisp. Got a little wrinkle for being in my pocket. It is a very beautiful one. And it says it's a hundred. Don't, don't let anybody take that. But here's a dirty one. It's been around for a long time. Man, this has had a lot of use. It's even got a little rip. It's even torn. But it's still a hundred. And this one, this is, this is from someone that's got a nervous disposition. <laughs> Full of anxiety and has tried to squeeze the life out of this. $100 bill, just scrunched up into whatever. And sometimes that's how we hand it to the teller. And they have to unravel it. But I, I can take this anxious, stressed out, 100. It's still 100. Impressed, but not crushed. Persecuted, not abandoned. In all 300, they all have a different story, but they all have the same value. Come on, you can clap. They all have the same value. But you know what life does? Life takes the dirty one. Even though it says a hundred in the corner. Even though it's still got the same value as everybody else, every other hundred, this one doesn't feel like a hundred. Because this one has been around for a while. This is torn. I don't want a torn hundred. I want this one. Well, forgive me. I just might not be able to get my life as pressed as you want. 
And maybe I'm just not that new crisp hundred dollars, but just because you see me a little dirty today, just because you see me a little torn today, doesn't mean to say that I am supposed to be undervalued. I'm so tired of people being undervalued. Just because they have life issues, just because life came and gave them a bad blow, just because something happened. You're a believer and you got cancer. And someone over there in the faith world, they said, my God, I'm telling you, I know they should be doing this and they should be doing that and they should be doing the other thing. Before you ever tell them what they should be doing, you should be loving them. You should be praying for them. You should be lifting up their arms. You should be helping them. Come on. Are there any believers in this room today? And this one, this one's just squeezed, anxious, stressed out. But I can tell you in this room today, if I give you these hundreds, you can go get your lunch. And you know what? The person behind the till, they'll still take this dirty old hundred. Why? Because they see the value in it. They're not going to look at this old crushed one. They'll just see the hundred on it and they'll say, you know what? Thank you. This? They know that this can become this at any time. But we must never forget that no matter what life brings our direction, we have to understand that there is nothing that can come our way that can devalue us when we have been made in the image of Christ. Just bow your hearts with me two minutes. It's so important to me today that you understand that Christ came to save us all. There was not one thing that he did that would ever have devalued you. And even as the Apostle Paul can clearly state in 2 Corinthians 4, I'm pressed, but I'm not crushed. And if anybody's been persecuted, I have. But he never abandoned me. And I refuse in any of this to be devalued by thoughts of man. You may live in the good side of town with all the prestige. It's amazing. But in God, you still have no more value than the person that lives in the wrong side of the track and are just looking for a break. They feel like this dirty, but you see, life has made it that they can't see the hundred in the corner anymore. They just see the dirt. They just see the crushing. They just see, they can't see. They have been pushed so far into 
that they can't even see the hundred on the corner. Well, I was sent here today to service to remind you that you were made in the image of Jesus. And that no matter how you think about yourself now at this church, we don't think of you in any other way except that we're here to love you. The Word will change you, not a man. We don't expect you to conform to our ways. We just simply ask you to fall in love with Jesus Christ. I've never had to tell a couple to get married that we're living in sin. I remember this precious couple coming to me. They were coming to the church eight weeks, and they came to me and said, Pastor, can we see you? I never mentioned them cohabitating. I never mentioned them living together. They had four beautiful children, lived together for years, just never got married. And I never once had to say anything remotely to them about getting married. And they came to me and they said, can we see you? And I says, absolutely, what is it? And they said, we've listened to you for the last eight weeks. We love this church. It's been amazing. But we realized over the last eight weeks that we need to get married. I look at the children and I look at them and I'm like, okay, let's do it as quick as we can. As quick as we can, Pastor. And you know, even with four children, even having a life together, do you know what they did for the next couple of weeks? The husband respectfully in God moved to the back room. And he says, now I have a revelation. He says, my wife and myself will keep ourselves on to God until the wedding in a couple of weeks' time. You know, in the privacy of their home, they, they didn't need to do that. But in the purity of their hearts, they had heard from heaven, and they knew we have the rest of our lives together. So let's start this thing right. Let's do this thing right. That was not the conforming to a man. That was not brow-beaten by a message. That was the sweet spirit of God that ministered to them. I said to Karen, did I even mention marriage this last eight weeks? And there was no mention of it. None. But they heard the Lord. Just worship Him. Today, in the name of Jesus, I declare over you that the love of God shed abroad in your hearts by the Spirit is delivering you from the fear of man, delivering you from the oppression of this world, and that faith in God is our reality to serve the Lord with all our heart and to serve this great company of people, to serve them with our whole hearts. 
and to see God's goodness come to pass in each and every one of our lives. Father, we commit today to love you. And we commit today to love your people. To love each other. And to enjoy this life that you've given us. The best is yet to come. That we will walk as he is, so are we in this world. Blessed. That everything we touch prospers in every place we put our feet. You will give it to us as an inheritance. In Jesus' name, immerse this place in your love. Immerse this place in your love and allow this people to be free from the bondage of man, the snare of people-pleasing, and the thoughts of man. I declare over you today that you are free from the fear of man. In the name of Jesus, and everybody shouted a big amen. amen. Say this with me. I, I believe, believe in, miracles. in miracles. And one, one happened today in Jesus' precious name.